Focus is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico and see all the ways that you can save. Happy Tuesday. It's March 21st. Field, Stefania and Daniel hanging out. Mike Clay, yep. as usual, being lazy and not showing Slacker. up to work. Stefania, like, what should the repercussions be for Mike for, as he often does, not pulling his weight? I'm tempted to not be too harsh on Mike right now because Mike is the only person I know. Who is who picked Miami to win the entire bracket wow. in the NCAA men's wow. tournament? And you know there aren't very many people rooting for my two schools, mm-hmm. Miami and Prin- well, a lot of people rooting for Princeton because you know sure. who doesn't love an underdog? Who doesn't love um, yeah. Ivy Leagues? Miami, however, very polarizing. So I give Mike Clay credit. He sent me a text when Miami won. He's all excited about it. He's all in. He deserves a day off. Maybe he's getting the pool ready. He, by the way, Miami won in both the men's and <laughs> yes, women's round at uh, 32, I, so they're now I, both yes, in the Sweet yeah. 16. The Cavender Twins, who are very popular yep. uh, on social media and also uh, in the hoops world, did uh, did their thing. Late in the game, one of them blew a kiss to yeah. the Indiana crowd. <laughs> That's how you get the people going right there. Daniel, what's new with you, my friend? Mike sucks, huh, Field? I, I was going <laughs> to say it, but you said it for me. Yeah, I mean, like... You know, forget that guy. The yeah. three of us here is what's really, this is where it's really at. By the way, am I the only one, Stefania, when I looked at Field's shirt, you were trying to figure out what number was in there? It's a kaleidoscope. It looks it's a lot a like a colorblind test, test yes. for me. It's, it's, it's the way that I look at it. You know what it reminds me of? And you guys, this is going to date me. You guys will not remember this, but there was like this thing. I forget what it was called, like spin art, where you would drop the paint and it would spin and, and spin like around. splatter and create that. these designs. That's what that is. All right. Well, I would. I, it's it's from Roback. Or and, dots. And the point now. Where, or dots. Like the I it looks great. Yeah. I love. I wear these hoodies from Roback every single day. You should too. Um, and by the way, I Do they think make. Do they well, make that for the ladies? Uh, they, they do. Of course they do. Oh. And, by the way, my daughter, Kinley, who every once in a while will come home from school with some artwork of her own. It kind of looks like <laughs> it. Yeah, right? exactly. Like it. Yeah, yeah, there you I'm go. I'm trying to show support for my lovely, I love it. as of today, 14-month-old daughter. Time oh, is flying. I can't believe Skier. Skier, too. Little shredder. Kinley. So cute. Took her, there's, a, there's, a, there's a ski mountain like 30 minutes from where the three of us live, and we took her there uh, this past weekend. And, my gosh. It's the cutest cute. thing. So cute. I know, doing the little pizza on the oh, way so, there. So adorable. So cute. Had no idea what she was doing, but absolutely <laughs> loving life. But she's better than me. She's I better mean, than me, that's better. for sure, too. Yeah. You know, I've been skiing a long time, and I can't ski as well as this girl who had literally never been on skis before. Uh, we are, I don't know, I'd say like mostly through free agency. Many of the big names have found a home. There are still some that will find a home. Eventually, Odo Beckham Jr. will sign somewhere. Yep. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins gets traded, and we'll address those. In great depth, if that is the case. But a lot of the hay is in the barn, proverbially speaking. But let's get to some recent news since the last show, which covered a lot of the early moves. That's why Mike didn't show up, because C.J. Gardner-Johnson left the Eagles to join yeah. my Detroit Lions, <laughs> and he didn't want to be here to face the music. Right. I was I was going to place a bet. I was going to say, what's the over-under until we hit the Lions' most recent right. acquisition That's free all. agency? All right. now, and, we, now we can get to the real stuff the that we care about. And uh, was the winner. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the news. And the latest news is uh, started on Saturday, Sunday morning, it was, when Brandon Cooks got traded from the Texans to the Cowboys. Two late-round picks going to Houston, one this year, one next year, Daniel. Yep. Is this the perfect fit for Brandon Cooks as the wide receiver, too, in this Cowboys offense? I hope so. Here's the thing. Only two of his nine seasons throughout his career did he not average at least 13.8 fantasy points, all right? 13.8 is pretty good, yeah. if you're asking me, right? It was 2019, his second year with the Rams, in which he sucked, and then got traded to Houston. And then last year, those were the only two seasons he didn't average at least 13.8. Yep. If you're asking, how many 
What would wide receiver, uh, what would 13 point fantasy points be from last year? That's wide receiver 20. That was T. Higgins. So if that's what he's been averaging basically throughout his nine year career in offenses that I don't think, you know, will figure out how they decide they want to use him, but this is an offense that I am a little bit nervous about because of everything Mike has talked about. The Mike McCarthy led run a little more, score a little less kind of an offense. They already have CeeDee Lamb. Obviously, Dalton Schultz moved on. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but I like him going here. I'm just interested to see, you know, how invested are they in in Michael Gallup because that's another guy I know that they loved last year. That Stefania, we were watching, and it just took him a while coming back from his injury to be able to get up to full speed. If well, he ever even got there, yeah. And if you were listening to the podcast all of last year, we talked about the notion that he wasn't going to be um, really anything other than a shell of himself until the back half of the season, at right. the very best, because his ACL injury happened very late in the prior year. And remember when he was getting ready to come back, uh, the Cowboys kept saying, oh, he's he's ready. And then it was Michael Gallup who actually uh, pulled in the reins and, and wasn't quite ready to go. So I don't think... I don't think he lived up to what people might have hoped. I think this could be a bounce back year for him. However, given the setup, I'm not really confident in terms of fantasy production that it's bounce back year. I don't know what this receiving core is really going to look like. Three receivers who were underutilized. You just referenced the fact that they want to score less points somehow in the reliant defense. Um, yeah, That's I don't the know. Only because part that Brandon makes me concerned. Cooks, Brandon Cooks, I, I'd be interested to hear what Field thinks. But if you look at Brandon Cooks, I've seen a couple of plays say, well, if he can stay healthy. But last year, a couple of those missed games weren't really due to health. They're, uh, oh, he I actually mean, played one too many game last right. year because he shouldn't have played in week 18 <laughs> right, right. when the Texans beat the Colts right. and no longer had the first overall yeah. pick. The Lovey Smith. Lovey, I was going to say, Lovey Smith did it well. Shout out Lovey's going to announce the Bears' first round pick this year. Stop it. Is he he's, seriously? No, he's not. No, that'd be <laughs> I was so, say, good. so good. I, I mean, uh, Fruit Basket for right, Lovey's. Right. Not, I mean, what, what's like a Fruit Basket on steroids? Because Lovey Smith gets endless numbers. Car of Basket, I think. Yeah, so I don't feel like I don't feel like injury was really a thing for him. Kind of earlier in his career, there was some concussion issue, but yeah. the last three seasons he's been largely healthy. It was just like a non-functional offense for him uh, last year. So on the one hand, I think Dallas got a talented receiver. I just don't really understand how this is going to look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to have a lot less presence at tight end. Mm, clearly, mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz obviously yeah, moved on, and I think they're going to lean heavily on these three wideouts. Here are the good. So the the encouraging factors for Brandon Cooks. First of all, he's a number two who's now playing as a number two, right? Yep. He shouldn't be a number one wide receiver. I don't think he is a an alpha wide receiver. I think he's better suited as a number two wideout, which he now will be in Dallas. Second of all, as we talked about all the time last year, the Cowboys just kept scoring rushing touchdowns more and more and more and more and more. Well, the best finisher on the roster is no longer there. That's Zeke right. Elliott. They are bound to, not just because of the law of averages, but also because of the personnel, throw more touchdown passes this season. Third thing that I will say is, and I'm sure we'll talk about Tony Pollard's health a ton this offseason, but it might not be the worst thing in the world for the Cowboys to slow play things a bit with Tony Pollard. This is coming off of that broken ankle injury. I I think they should. I mean, if you listen to what the Cowboys say, they have every confidence in him, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. They just signed Ronald Jones, by the way. Exactly. And I wouldn't be surprised if they draft a running back as well. Makes some sense. All right, let's go to Dalton Schultz, the now former Cowboy. He goes to Houston along with Devin Singletary, the now former Bill. Both of them signing one-year deals. I mean, just the tight end market just just bottomed out this offseason. It's a bad timing for him because he could. I feel like he could have done so much better well you know what stinks is that and I, I there are a lot of reasons why the tight ends have had such a soft market first of all like 
free agency has shown that very few tight end contracts have worked out well in free agency. Austin Hooper and Jonu Smith probably being the two most egregious errors in recent years where both of those guys were moved on by the team that originally signed them to those big deals. Hooper was cut. Smith was traded uh, for a bag of uh, a fruit basket. Another yes, fruit basket right yes. here. Um, but also, it's considered by a lot of people, and check out the first draft for more insight along these lines, as the deepest tight end class yep. in a long time. There's no Kyle Pitts in this year's class, but there are some really good players. Schultz gets one year up to $9 million, $6.25 million guaranteed in that deal. Um, but I feel this way about Dalton Schultz. When I'm evaluating the tight ends in fantasy, there are a few factors that I consider. One is, like, are you a unicorn? Are you Travis Kelsey slash Mark Andrews? Potentially Kyle Pitts. Um, I think in some days, George Kittle, but does so much else that not always. He's not that, right? He's not that level of talent, but he's really good. He's very talented. Number two is, is there somebody else on your team that also plays tight end that's good? Okay, the answer is no. That's so important, right? Because, like, we've talked about it with guys in the past who, if they were by themselves as the only tight end on the roster, could be very useful. But when they aren't the only tight end on their own roster— they become, you know, borderline coin flips, right? You know, Hunter Henry last year is a good example. He's a good player, but you have John D. Smith there. It's not going to be nearly fantasy relevant enough. All right, well, that part, not a problem with Dalton Schultz. Third part is quarterback play. Yeah. We don't know who it's going to be, but it's probably going to be Bryce Young Someone or CJ Stroud, somebody yep. new, and I feel fine about that. Uh, there's the old adage that, like, a tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend. I think it's a little bit of an overestimation sometimes, but I think Dalton Schultz sees a depreciation in his value because he was – Really, really good with Dak Prescott, especially, but still like a serviceable borderline top ten tight end in this in in this spot. Does this move up Nico Collins at all in your mind, or is this he's still one I of those like deep dart throws? That I were... can't. I can't imagine they're done at wide receiver. Yeah. You have to go out and get more players. They have Robert Woods, who he and who are the other guys that came off of ACL or major injury last year. Like I think Robert Woods. We just talked about Michael Gallup, James Robinson. Those are the three guys. I'm sure there are many more, but I'm like, all right. No matter how they looked this past year. And Woods was, Woods was okay. He played the entire year. Even Chris Godwin to a degree. But he he obviously was very effective down the stretch. But, like, the post-hype could be more real, right? Like, mm-hmm. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. James Robinson couldn't play for the Jets by the end of the year, but how much of that is ability? How much of that was like... Yep. He, he was he wasn't even a year removed from a freaking Achilles tear. Right. The fact that he was on the field was like a miracle. So maybe he's a better player now. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Michael Gallup, a year removed from an ACL tear. Maybe he's a better player right now. But um, anyways, that's a long way of saying that I think that Robert Woods will be okay. I think that the Texans will continue to shop for wideouts. And I think Stefania Devin Singletary going to Houston has nothing to do with Damian Pierce's. No. Uh, it's it's more I think just like. 
It's good. It's to another have guy. It's yeah. another guy. Yeah, I, th- I don't think Damian Pierce's status isn't any sorted out. I, I agree. I think Pierce is clearly the alpha there. You just have to have some depth. They saw it last year, right? It was Rex Burkhead and Dario Gumbawale. Just not good enough for an offense that I think we believe will be even better. Speaking of Damians, though. Damian Harris yeah. is to Buffalo, Daniel, and this one generated a bunch of traction. This one, I think, has some legit fantasy ramifications. What do you think? I'm not thrilled about it. As a James Cook dynasty manager, I was really hoping that James Cook was going to have a little bit more. But like we knew they were going to add somebody here. Like There's no way they were not going to add someone to this backfield. But... Uh, you know, Damian Harris gives him that bigger punch. He doesn't have to be, you know, he can do the, a lot of that early work, maybe some of the goal line work. They're still going to use Naheem Hines in that backfield. But for me, you know, I'm a little bummed. I just wanted James Cook to maybe have a shot to be a little bit more of the guy. Maybe this signing doesn't signify that he won't have the option to be the number one. But, you know, Damian Harris, is he's not a scrub. He's not a bad back. He just... I think that this is going to be another, it's a good move for Buffalo. I just wanted more for my fantasy status. He's good. I mean, there was, there was a thought that he could be the number one I last know. year. It just didn't work out for a number of reasons, but injury was way up there. I mean, he he was compromised a bunch of the season. So I, I don't I don't think it's a talent thing with Damian uh, Harris. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Damian Pierce and speaking Harris. <laughs> I'm out of, this is off-season um, podcasting. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, with Buffalo, like, what do they have to lose, right? They they have the ability to rotate backs, and, and their offense is so strong anyway. Like, this is, I think this is great. Who's going to take over as their goal it's, line it's guy, exactly I got to imagine. exactly what they need yeah. at the running back spot. Because in recent years, they've had, you know, they've had James Cook. They've had Naeem Hines. Uh, they've had Zach Moss, Zach Moss. They've had, like, a variety of players. But what they have lacked is a guy who is just a hammerhead at the goal line. And mm-hmm. while Damian Harris has limitations, he's not a great pass catcher and maybe not the kind of guy that you're going to have on the field for 80% of the snaps, he's awesome finishing. So I think it's I think Damian Harris could be kind of like what Damian Harris was a couple of years ago, right? Where, like, you know, every week Mike's going to tell us, like, there's no way he scores a touchdown again. <laughs> And then he might still score like 12 touchdowns this year, and it wouldn't surprise me. Because of the offense offense. that he's on, exactly. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you have to think big picture with Josh Allen and not just run him all the time at the goal line. I know that Josh Allen is a freight train, but it often happens where these quarterbacks go from being like Teflon to all of a sudden vulnerable. So that's yeah. not what happened to Cam Your body, Newton, so. all that impact is not forgotten. You no know, question. You may, you bring may some of that up like, yeah, yeah. the show. And, and it really, it, it takes the wind out of the sails for mm-hmm. James Hook's value. I was always skeptical that the the, the the Bills would really commit to James Cook three down value all the time because he's not built for that. He wasn't built for it in college. I think we saw a couple of moments last year, but they had a rotation at the running back spot for a reason. So, I think this is a boost for the value of Damian Harris, who, especially in non-PPR leagues, I think is going to rake this upcoming season. Final piece of news is actually twofold, as the Panthers have added both Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen. Yep. This offense has taken shape, Daniel, down there in Carolina. Yeah, who's going to be their signal caller, Field? That's the that's the question that I have. Actually, I think I believe that Mel Kuyper's new mock just came out. Do you know who he had Carolina taking? Yes, C.J. Stroud, but you can read the entire mock draft on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, yes. so I think you add C.J. Stroud there. Like This is obviously to have a guy like Adam Thielen, just that veteran presence. You know he's like he's going to be great for a rookie. I don't know if this is going to be great for fantasy. right? He's going to be one of those guys that he's going to be able to be there and help out. But I don't. I don't know. And Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is great. That was a head scratcher for me. But speaking of which, there is a, 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 a article out that you can check out on ESPN.com about a, a bunch of us um, 
rating things that happen in free agency and my head scratching one, which hasn't posted yet, but it was Miles Sanders because I was just thinking about the money that they paid him uh, for a relatively short period of time and got rid of Deontay Foreman, who just had the best year of his career, who clearly can do what they ask in that offense. And I just, I was very puzzled by that move. Uh, Explain it to me. Uh, I think it's, you know, we see this all over the NFL. And I'm starting to admire the teams more and more that don't just go back to the well. We're like, hey, we're just going to sign the guys that we have coached before. And by the way, you can have a ton of success by bringing in familiar faces. But I'm starting to admire the teams that don't simply rely on people that they have been familiar with from prior stops. And I think with Miles Sanders, it's Frank Reich knows him really well from being the Eagles offensive coordinator early in his career. And he's a good player. The contract is a fine value. Like it's not a significant overpay, but right. it's also not. But they, but look what Deontay Foreman just signed yeah. for. And he went to Chicago, right? My guess based off of the comments yesterday from Scott Fitterer, their GM talking about Miles Sanders, talking about how well-rounded the skill set was. My guess is that that was more about being a like a three down back. I'll use Eric, three down back who could do it all, as opposed to Deontay Foreman, who much more just a he's a north south yeah. person second down back that could run in running situations, but not so much impact the passing. Well, game. Sanders did that this last year, but he didn't do that before. Well, a drops ton. have been a big issue, for and him. drops yeah. have been a big issue. So I I would question that if that's really who they're going to rely on. I just think that. Uh, I don't know. I think it, it to me they could have saved some of their money there, stuck with a guy who uh, I, I think would have been highly functional in the offense that they're creating. Uh, it was just puzzling to me, but good for the Bears. Yeah, Deontay yeah. Foreman, good, good for him. Well, one thing I will say for both Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen is that right now, and again, so much can change. Right now, I mean, they have grand opportunities, right? Yes. I yeah. mean, Miles Sanders is the clear-cut RB1 for Carolina right now, and Adam Thielen Maybe wide receiver one. It's hard to tell. I mean, LaVisca Chanel, Marshall Jr., Ter- yeah. LaVisca Chanel Jr. Yeah, that's never really I, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I was on the LaVisca Chanel train for years, and at some point I finally yeah. had to. They still like him. He's one of those I guys know. that's always going to flash because right, of right. his skill set. And, he, and he's got talent, yeah. but he's not going to, I don't think he's going to, he's never going to be your fantasy star. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say bottom line is that the opportunity is really ripe right now. I just think with, with feeling like, Volume would have to be insane for him to be like anything more than like a, you know, a borderline flex consideration. All right, so we have lots to discuss discuss uh, throughout the rest of the show here, and later on in the week we're also going to be discussing under and over achievers. But we are going to dive into some stats that maybe blew your mind from this past year. And how about this? This is crazy. I'm ready to start. Let's start with the quarterbacks. All right. Justin Fields scored more rushing fantasy points, okay. 162.3, than Christian McCaffrey, 161.9. McCaffrey did play in every game last season, so wow. it's not like he only got a half year. Is that likely to keep up this upcoming season, Daniel? Definitely not. Okay. Still- no way. Mm-hmm. I will say, for the as shocking as it sounds, think of how much McCaffrey was used in the passing game. And I think it was because you're just talking about rushing fantasy points. Correct. And then, so it's a little bit deceptive there. And I think it says more about Justin Fields and how great he was with his legs than it is a knock on McCaffrey. So here's where I'm at with this. This isn't going to happen again, not because Christian McCaffrey, but because of Justin Fields. Justin Fields had 55% of his fantasy points come from his legs. Okay. Yep. 
That has only been eclipsed in the last 10 years one time by a guy named Lamar Jackson, who as a rookie ran for 63% of his fantasy points as a rookie. And then every season since then has been between 37 and 43%. So he lost 20% of his fantasy points via the ground. And I think this is one of the things I went through and tried to look at this. Really heavy usage from quarterback rushing and then the way that that eventually trickled down because quarterbacks or teams realized they needed to keep these guys healthy. Josh Allen as a rookie had 53% of his fantasy points come via the ground. Two years later, everything was under 30%. That's a 20% drop. And so I just feel like everything that we see from Justin Fields, he's incredible. Everything he does with his legs is unreal. But even if he loses 15 or 20% of his fantasy points because of the rush, I want to see him take that next step as a passer with DJ Moore added to this team, with Chase Claypool, with with Cole Komet and every, everybody there in that Chicago offense. So I don't think this is going to happen because Justin Fields just will not be able to have this many rushing points. I don't think he'll ever have this many fantasy points again from his legs for the rest of his career. All right, so I think we, pre- I think it's fair to to accept that like this may have been his greatest rushing total season because it was historical. Yep. But I also think it's fair, and I think we Can all agree on Can he progress as a passer next yeah, year? Yeah, and just look at the weapons right now, right? DJ Moore, who automatically becomes the best receiver he's played with in his yep. short career. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm chasing go. I think Chase Claypool will be a much better fit in Chicago this year because, and I know that uh, they've talked about this in Chicago a bunch. This is, and Ryan Poles, our GM, has said this. It's not like the NBA where guys can fit like a glove from one team to the next, even if they've been traded like 48 hours ago, right? I mean, Kyrie Irving goes to Dallas, and you know what Kyrie Irving can still do? Score buckets. He's an incredible bucket getter, right? Mm -hmm. The NFL's different. Sometimes these things do work out, but oftentimes it's a slow burn when and it happens in the middle of the season. Chase Claypool, I think, will be better. Darna Mooney, I think, will be better. And they still have opportunities to add more because they got plenty of cap space and plenty of draft capital. So Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Yep. He can yeah. still Justin Fields can still run plenty, just not as much because we need to see progression from the passing right, side. A few more here that might just blow your mind. Uh four quarterbacks had at least eight games with two hundred and fifty passing yards and multiple passing touchdowns. All right. All right. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and one more. Who do you think it is? Eight games with 250 passing yards and multiple passing touchdowns. So at least two touchdowns. So for half of the season, they were doing that. Yeah, crazy, huh? Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. I don't know, Stephanie. Well, who do you think? I got the answer right now. Oh, well, who so is it? It's Geno Smith. But I think we just we need to talk about the fact that Geno Smith was on no one's radar at the start of the Absolutely. season, and then came out and got himself a contract. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, I mean, good for him. Like this is one of the best comeback stories that's not injury related that I can recall in terms of Absolutely. you know people leaving you for dead and then you coming back and proving um, that not only were you worth it for taking that gamble, but that you have earned yourself a few additional years oh, with the team. I love that he got rewarded because of that. Field, I want to ask you this question. Does Geno Smith make this list again next year? And hmm. second question, what quarterback, not named Justin Herbert, should have made this list this year but didn't? Because I think Justin Herbert obviously should have been on this list. He had a down year this yeah, year. Yeah, guys, he's a, Tom Brady should have been on this list. You had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin yep, and, and all those guys. Like, it totally. should have been Tom Brady. There are a handful of them. Does Geno do guy, this again next year? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be stunned by it. I'm totally stunned. I mean, he's not uh, going to turn into a rusher. He's, he sort of does what he does. Uh, won't no. happen against that Niners defense. Yeah, but I mean, everybody wow. else, you know. This is a fairly arbitrary barrier to cross over. Right. But yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, the wide receivers are excellent still there. The offensive line was really good last yep. year. Should be even better with two tackles who are no longer rookies. Like, 
There's reasons to believe that a lot of what happened last year is real for Geno Smith, but the Seahawks also are able to build in some protection there based off of the contract. You know what's better than throwing at least two touchdown passes a game, though, Field? What's that? Throwing three touchdown passes a game. And uh, the quarterbacks who had five games with three or more touchdown passes, Field Yates, Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, stop me when you... Yeah, I know. Same. And the last one... Jalen Hurts. My man, Jared Goff. You know how unreal it is that this Detroit Lions offense had the best that. running game, Crazy. and he still had five games with three or more passing touchdowns. They had like that's unreal what they this Lions offense a, they did. They put up a crazy number of points. Ben Johnson every week very v- deserved a ton of credit for the way he was able to get a lot out of this offense. The vibes are high. We went, we need to do a podcast at some point where it's like crosstalk, where I just sit here and I just ask Daniel for all of his <laughs> Lions, Lions thoughts Lions. because that's right. like. The vibes are exceedingly high right Very now. Very high. The only, the only sad, the only dip was when Jamal Williams uh, yeah. exited oh. the team because yeah. I know that's a heartbreaker. That did hurt the that, vibes. That hurt yeah. the vibes because he was such a leader. Mama Dop is still wearing black. Yeah, she I, has I been in mourning for a week. For Saints? Okay. Mourning but, and for the Saints. Yeah, not for, yeah, <laughs> Saints, she might be a Saint. That's, you're right. Yeah. That's a great. Although happy because he got a great landing <laughs> spot in New Orleans. Certainly yeah, seems did. like an Alvin Kamara suspension is on the table and it could be a lot of Jamal Williams. Let's skip forward to running backs here and just throw a couple of uh Yeah, we got time for one or two more. you may not necessarily realize took place last year. All right. If I had to give you a guess, there was one player last year yep. who had at least 75 rushing yards. That's not that hard to achieve. Okay, 75. And 25 receiving yards in the same game. So it's like you got to be a multi-talented 75, 75 25, right? You think? That would be my first one, except for I know that he was low in the rushing yards and higher in the passing yards. Eckler would be my number one because I think he would be a little higher in the rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe Dalvin Cook should probably, I would think, might be in the 25 receiving yards. He's wrong, wrong, and wrong so far. Yeah. Uh, Striking out. It's Derrick Henry. But you think to yourself, like, wait, hold on. Wait, Derrick Henry catches passes? But here's so, (laughs) so Derrick Henry, who did have a better receiving year than maybe you realized this past season. Um, But I think the thing with Derrick Henry. Is who was the? There's a running back where they always described him, where it was like, if you need, uh, if you need two yards, he'll get you three, and if you need four yards, he'll get you, he'll three, get you three as well, <laughs> right? Like when when it comes to Derrick Henry as a receiver, it's like, yes, he had more than 25 receiving yards in a handful of games last year, right? But he had never had more than, I guess, he had one game with 79 receiving yards, but tucked. Amongst those receiving games of, of 20, it's 0, <laughs> 0, 10, 9, 0, 14, yeah. 8, 0, 19, right? So it's like, yes, you can occasionally get some receiving upside from Derrick Henry, but the secret sauce for him, well, I guess it's not a secret anymore, but the magic for Derrick Henry will remain, A, he is the best pure runner in the NFL, or at least on the very short list, and no one is more a bit capable of handling 35 rushing attempts in a game. Nobody. It, if Matthew was here, he would have got this reference. Leroy Horde was born ah. in 1968. Former <coughs> Cleveland Brown said, if you need th- two yards, I'll get you three. If you need five yards, I'll get you three. Yeah. So there um, you go. Little, yeah, Matthew, Matthew still has them in a couple dynasty leagues. I think so. Them, yeah, a little, little Keith love, too, with <laughs> yeah. the Browns yeah, action. Yeah, Keith there. definitely know Leroy Horde. I remember Leroy Horde, actually. I, uh, I, you, there's no way you remember Leroy Horde, Field. You're like 16. No, no, I, I remember him. I don't know. I can't well, remember him. Well, you have the VHS tapes. Right? Yeah, VHS, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I've got a beta tape somewhere. It's a Pruder film of... Of, uh, of of Leroy Horde, which is uh, because why not, right? Um, all right. You ready for this? Let's, let's just drop one. Yes. One wide receiver nugget. I love the wide receiver This is nuggets. a good one. A blind resume. Okay. Since 2019, Chris Godwin has 8.6 targets per game, 78.2 yards per game, 
and 17 fantasy points per game. Another wide receiver since 2019. Same time, same time not necessarily the same number of games. 8.8 .8 targets, so 0.2 more. 76.4 receiving yards, 1.8 fewer, and 0.3 fantasy points per game, just a little bit lower than Chris Godwin. Can you guess, and this is a very difficult question because there are only like 300 receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, so 8.6 targets, 17 points per game is a that's a lot of. That's, that's a lot, lot of fantasy points. That means average. that means you're in the end zone. You're a, you're a, a you're a touchdown maker. Mm. Yeah, I mean you're you're you you've got a very high target share. I'd assume if you're doing that. So I'm thinking like the nukes of the world. The Calvin Ridley traded to the Jaguars. Oh, last hey year now, deadline. what an interesting move that I was. I cannot wait yeah. for Calvin Ridley to it, come back and see him in this offense. I think it's going to be a really good fit. 100%. I love him there. Did yes. you guys talk about, uh, and I know it was gone last week, on free agency dues. Did you guys talk about his piece in the Players' Tribune? You mentioned uh, it yep, a couple times. Yep. Mm -hmm. you got to tell you, if you haven't read it yet, I know you these guys mentioned it. Yep. So man, unreal. What a heart, like, simultaneously heartbreaking and then heartwarming story that mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley told. Um, not that Very <clears throat> we should always be empathetic to some of these athletes and what they're going through, but um, I really felt like I knew more about Calvin Ridley that I had no idea about prior to that time. Hey, man, and that's not, like, listen, as <laughs> as open as he was, it's not as easy as it seems to just put yourself out there <clears throat> for the entire world to judge, especially after you've already been judged by mm -hmm. so many people leading into this. So yeah, no huge thing. About it. Love that kid. All right, so Calvin Ridley, a lot of love for you. We wish you the best of luck this upcoming season. I don't think you're going to need it because that team looks yep, very fun it. on offense. All right, so for Daniel and Stefania, we're going to come back uh, later on this week and talk about players who maybe under or overachieved in 2022, and can they do the exact same? Will they be better? Will they be worse? In 2023, we'll talk to you guys then. Please make sure to download, subscribe, yes. rate, yes. review, yes. all those nice things that make us feel better about ourselves. Turning numbers into dreams